0: Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Pick and Play podcast. I guess we can call this almost like a championship edition now, the way we're picking winners around here. Um, And obviously, second part of this, gruesome twosome. Leo, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing great, trying to get this dog under control. I feel like she needs to bark every single time we start an episode. Yeah. Uh Yeah. but other than that, I'm good. The Titans are 5-0. and It's a little bittersweet for me because Taylor Lewan goes out with an injury. He's done for the year. Yeah, that's tough. It's really the heart and soul of the offensive line. So I'm happy, but I'm sad at the same time.
0: Yep. It's a tough spot to be in. Uh, you know, 5-0, and but you lose your left tackle. That's one of, like, the top four most critical spots on the team. Uh, and we will be breaking down the Titans in more details uh, as we showcase the Steelers and Titans matchup later. But first... I want to talk about, uh, real quick, baseball tonight. World Series, Game 1 between two teams, Tampa, L.A. Dodgers. Who are the two teams? We, we told you to put money on three teams. But two of those three teams were Tampa and the Dodgers. Once again, giving out winners. The other team we had was Atlanta. So you, it, that was the bigger payout was Atlanta-Tampa. Um, but you get Tampa. You have the Dodgers. We gave you the Lakers. I mean this is a hits keep rolling um we we're we're just we're just knocking them dead but just want to get that out of the way that we are now going to pick both of the champions in NBA and MLB so we are at a
1: certain point I feel like ESPN needs to give us some money here
0: <laughs> we're, we're right now you know we're making money for whoever's listening and and definitely ourselves um, let's talk about a non-money moment, and that is the NFL. And this is something I've railed about a couple times, but my God, does it piss me off the no fucking end! The the NFL putting nine one o'clock games, nine fucking one o'clock games, and then giving us two four o'clock games, okay? And not like two good games. The two fucking four o'clock games. What was it? Jets, Dolphins, and then we get yeah. a good game.
1: There were two good there were two games on in the afternoon and I know that there was really only one game on cuz I was not putting that Jets game on my TV.
0: No, and the Packers game, the Packers scored 10 points immediately and get none after that. So it was a boring fucking game. So you had two boring fucking game between the Jets and the Packers. They scored 10 total points. The, the it, you you just you didn't do I know what you were trying to do. This should have been a marquee game that played out well and it didn't. But you are now you're fuck everyone over with this stupid fucking, um, this stupid fucking lineup. Why do we have nine? Why you know? And here's the thing: Monday rolls around. What does Monday bring? A beautiful football game at five o'clock. That can be turdy. We don't care if it's turdy. It's like a get home throw the TV on game. It's perfect. You know, I'm happy with Josh Allen and Kansas City because you and Patrick Mahomes because you actually get. You know, good football there. There's exciting plays. But at the end of the day, give me. Anything with those nine with those nine one o'clock games, move them around. I want a game at one o'clock every Monday night, and I want one Tuesday now too. I want a Tuesday, I want a Thursday. I want only three to four games at one o'clock, and then I want three three games at four o'clock. One Sunday night, two Monday, one Tuesday. That's what I want, and then I want the I want like heroin withdrawal when they all go away. That's how I (laughs) want to feel. I want to feel lost. I want to have to like you know. I want to check myself in. because I feel so depressed That's what I want you to do that to me NFL That's what I'm begging for Please bring me that serenity I don't care when you take it away But I gotta have that serenity These 9 1 o'clock games are making me fucking bonkers man
1: so what's the logic there? Normally, you might not have the answer. Normally, you do have these off-the-cuff answers. So why? Why are we getting so many 1 p.m. games and then two four o'clock games? Because that doesn't make sense. And there's people that get paid to make that schedule, so I, I don't really get it.
0: Normally, it's for headlines. It's the fucking they they it, it the NFL will pick these weeks to lay, just to lay their nuts on the table. And they go, look at these ratings. You know, while the NBA and everyone else struggles, they go, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, 4 o'clock Sunday. Who's eating? And everyone goes, oh my god. That's why you see the Giants and the Cowboys in these spots. Because, Lord forbid, any of those teams are good. It will draw the craziest ratings. See, the NFL likes to do this fucking thing where they get these opportunities to just flex nuts. They know you're watching it no matter what they put on. So they put one crappy game right up next to one good game, and all eyes go to the good game. And because you have the other game to kind of satisfy you in between commercials, because remember, they started at 4 o'clock and then another one at 425. So, right. And then the goal is the end of that game. Now, both viewers have flipped over to the one television because they already got you. And then they roll a real exciting ending out. That, that ratings just go through the fucking roof. That's why they do it. I know that's why they won't fix it. Because it just so... And every once in a while you see that headline. You know, Cowboys... You know, Cowboys, Green Bay draws incredible reading, You know, Steelers versus someone. Huge ratings. And you're like, yeah. Like, I know why you're doing it. To flex nuts. But... Can't I get my Tuesday game too? Can't I get my like you know a Monday Fiver? You know, uh, how about Lions Jaguars at five o'clock every week? They just play sixteen games, both of them. Well, my we start a new tradition. We'll love it. Everyone will love that. Oh, the Lions and Jaguars again. That's fine. Fuck it. To five o'clock Monday, it's on the television. I don't, I don't understand why we can't get those one of them moved. I know why you want to keep the four o'clock like that. It's math. It looks good. It works well. When everything works well, that works well. But I, I, I can't do this. Like. Bills Jets are playing at 1 o'clock. I don't fucking care. Throw them. They're now Monday at 5. This is upcoming week. Cowboys in Washington, they play at 1. Next week, we have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. 7 1 o'clock games. 7. What are you doing to me? What are you doing to me? And
1: that hurts. It hurts me, and I'm sure you for the same reasons. Is that the Titans, I'm a Titans fan, obviously, and the Titans play at 1 p.m. every single week. You know, yeah. you know, for for the most part, they're playing at 1 p.m. on Sunday. And as a fan of the team, I'm um, I'm trying to watch my team, you know, so my attention is focused on whoever the Titans are playing at one o'clock. But if there's nine games at one o'clock, yeah, I'll have one on my TV. I'll have the Titans on my TV and then I'll have like Red Zone on my laptop or whatever the next best matchup I wanted to watch on my laptop. But I'm, you know, I'm missing seven of the games that are happening because they're all happening at the same time.
0: Yeah, and and, and it's we're just missing out because we could get them. And let me tell you what. What if I told you that the, the Browns and Bengals play at one o'clock? And this is a good segue into into some shit talking we're gonna do. But the Browns and the Bengals play at one o'clock. If if the, you moved every Browns game to five p.m. Monday, this is another team where you'd be like, that's right where I want them. If they're interesting, great. If not, they can go in the background. You know, it's just there's like 20 teams that are crap that I want in that 5 o'clock slot. Not every, They're never going to be good enough to, like, draw, uh, you know, uh, everyone's attention, nor should they. But Browns, Bengals, they could go in that slot. You know, they could fill that out. And, and And, you know, something out there for the Browns fans of the world. That's all you deserve if if if, you, if if we can if we can figure out how to never put you on like a primetime game other than that Monday at five o'clock that's really where you that's all you've earned honestly it's all you've earned and 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 that's because I'm sick of your shitty product. I have to listen you Brown's fans I don't get it they have they have the bravado of the homeless man jerking off on the subway. It is crazy. <laughs> They've got this fucking swagger about them. Like, they're invincible. Man, you, your your whole organization is a fucking joke. You're named after Paul Brown, who then was kicked off the team and made the Cincinnati Bengals. So, you know, your history sucks. Then you get moved. You, then the team gives you a pity party back. Be thankful. I don't want to ever hear you guys think you're going to win the division. I don't want to hear that Baker Mayfield or whoever you draft next because you're going to need another one. But but you suck, and you <laughs> always suck, and I hope— Does
1: every that- team have that division? I mean, I'm sorry. Does every division have that team where you just look at them and go, you guys just suck. Like, get out of my—like, Can- for the AFC South, it's hands down the Jaguars. Yes, you're being a fan of any AFC yeah. South team. You're looking at the Jaguars. Like, come on, come on, like, uh, come on.
0: The Washington football team has been that for uh, for the East. Although they they have titles. See the thing that that's, that that's fun about the Browns. The Jaguars are a new team. Uh, the cool part about the Browns is they've been around since forever. Since literally forever. And uh, they don't have a title. So, you're like... You're the Detroit Lions, okay? The Browns and the Detroit Lions. Collectively, you both are fucking terrible. And you just... You know, you just... Don't... Stop getting so excited. I'm 30. I don't... I'm 31, actually. I just turned 31. I don't understand how you can get... like. You just, you like, uh, so you start this year, you're a Browns fan, and and I'll get over this. I just think it's so funny. You guys start the season, you go, this year's different. And, And it's not like your team isn't loaded with talent, but you fired another head coach, okay? And for some reason, you assume you've got the right guy now and maybe you do right but that's the thing you just know you do not that he's the 15th coach in a line of coaches you knew you had a good one but here oh it's with a new gm too oh wow this is so cute and you start your year and the ravens pummel your dick off i mean just just ragdoll you across the floor but things are different this year right you know you get ragdolled by the ravens that's not new but but then you start beating teams and some teams that people are excited about, like Indy and Dallas. And everyone is going gaga. And then, and then you have the audacity to go on a Thursday night football game and make people fully believe in Joe Burrow. Which, now we're starting to learn a little bit more about Joe Burrow. Not that he's not great, but he ain't that guy we saw on Thursday. He doesn't throw picks and make mistakes. You did that, Cleveland. You did that. Then you go to the Steelers and you feel you've got this Miles Garrett bravado this uh we're gonna do it for him he's a scoundrel <laughs> and he, and he, and he, what he did was disgusting on the football field and you've people like kareem hunt who kicked the crap out of a woman and they're saying that we're gonna rally in odell beckham we're gonna rally around miles garrett who gives a shit man rally around the barrel of burning you know excrement who gives a fuck <laughs> the steelers came over and dumped the barrel on you and then just left you in the gutter and and i really i just gotta say i'm so happy to see it uh i am i am uh i'm I'm glad I don't have to listen to the browns anymore now uh and, and I want every brown fan out there to know that uh you should stop <laughs> and, and really evaluate so um had to get that this. give it to ha- give it ha- had to get that out of my system. Uh, and 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 we'll try- you know what i'm gonna keep the shit talk running i'm gonna we have an agenda i'm gonna switch it over slightly uh let's talk about uh, a little bit about coach of the year i'm gonna i'm gonna completely flip this and i'm gonna flip it from what the Browns think they have, which was a great coach and a great organization, which neither are true, and and I'm going to completely pivot to put my mind on something fresh, and and we're going to talk about the coach of the year, and the reason why is I want to talk about what smart football looks like. Mike Vrabel. Leo, let's hear it for your boy.
1: My man Mike Vrabel, for me, and I know I'm biased, and I admit that I'm biased, but for me... Right now, Mike Vrabel is in the driver's seat for Coach of the Year. You know, Matt, you you ever, you ever have a job. You ever mm-hmm. have that coworker? And I know you do because we all have these coworkers. A normal coworker to you, they, they know the rules, right? Yeah. They, they generally know what will get them in trouble, what won't get them in trouble, what mm-hmm. they can get away with, what they're responsible for, right? But we all have that coworker who knows everything single rule, knows every regulation, knows exactly to the T what the book says, and that's Mike Rabel in the NFL. Yes. This man, Mike Vrabel, I can count at least three times now in the last two seasons where he's manipulated the rule book, re- re- manipulated uh, the time clock to either buy time or kill time for his team to eventually win in all three of the situations that I'm thinking of. Uh, I think that Vrabel's doing a lot with a roster that is talented, but maybe not as talented uh, as the teams that he has his team uh, in the same conversation as. Yeah. And I, I just think that he has these guys ready, you know, when, when Mike Rabel was hired to be the Titans coach, the, the, the talk around him was that he's a defensive guy. You know, we, we see our offensive gurus like Shanahan or McVeigh. We see our guys that are touted as defensive gurus, like, uh, Pete Carroll, um, with Vrabel, I, I don't feel like he fits either of those molds. Even even though he is a defensive guy, we know him. He was a linebacker for the Patriots while they were winning all those damn rings in the early two thousands. He did
0: catch touchdowns.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he's part time tight end, part time linebacker. Uh huh. My thing with Vrabel is that I think he's just really a leader. Yeah. You know, like yes. the Titans' defense isn't isn't anything to write home about. You saw last Sunday. You know, they gave up thirty some to to Watson and those boys in Houston. So the defensive schemes with Brayboy isn't it. It's just the fact that he has his team ready every yes. single week. There's a lot of weeks where they're out talented, but they're never outmatched in terms of heart and grit. And they're 5-0 and as a result. I got to give big ups to my dude Mike Brayboy. I have him ranked number one in my Coach of the Year rankings right now.
0: I I don't think that there's anyone that can currently usurp that throne. Uh it's definitely a spot he's going to hold on to. Coaches that do that kind of play cock, play clock, play clock shit. Um, I, honestly, John Harbaugh, I've seen do it a bunch. Uh, Bill Belichick, Mike Rabel, Sean Payton, and that's really it. Uh, it's not just an understanding of the rules. You have to be in the mindset to use it when it happens. Everyone can know and understand the the. Like uh, let's take an example Andy Reid, for instance. Andy Reed's uh, understanding of offensive schemes and defensive schemes which allow him to make his offensive schemes work so well, is masterful, but he's always lacked good clock management. It helps when you have a great quarterback, but he's all it's always been knock on him he's always in trouble with it. Some coaches, have a unique ability to feel things out mid-game, remain level, stay in the moment, and then make these genius calls. You have to be sharp and paying attention at all times to all facets of the game: where the clock's at, how many timeouts, what's the score, who's got the ball, where are they? Mike Vrabel did it in the middle of, um, at the end of this, uh, at towards the end of the game when Houston was going into score. Uh, Mike Vrabel, that uh, you can see it all online, basically. Uh, subs in a package on, on defense, as the player is coming off the field, Mike Rabels ordered them to stay back on the field because the too-many-men penalty will stop the clock, give them the first down, which they were going to get anyway on second and one. This essentially saved 40 seconds of clock time. Now, why that's important is the Titans' score the game tying – well, it was a game tying at that point. They, they still needed a two-point conversion, but that requires no extra clock. The Titans then scored that touchdown with four seconds remaining. Uh, f- they got 40 seconds back from that call by Vrabel. That is why it's important. So Can I
1: just say that when A.J. Brown catches that touchdown yeah. in the corner of the end zone, my heart almost stopped working in that moment.
0: <laughs> yeah, look um, – I think A.J. Brown, I think that team is going to be uh, devastating for a lot of teams. The way they can run and pass, they stay balanced. um, And they really have remained under the radar for a while, truthfully. Uh, And I think they are now, you must consider them a Super Bowl contender. And I think this is a super, this could be a playoff matchup preview. Uh, Most certainly they will both be in it. But the Steelers and the Titans play this week it's a big game
1: a very big game and I'm not feeling that great about it you know on the last episode I told you that the Steelers are one of those teams that when they're good it just kind of worries me as a Titans fan if the Titans are any good And I still feel that way, especially after last week. uh, I was very interested to see how Pittsburgh and Cleveland would shake out. It shook out with Pittsburgh punching Cleveland in the mouth multiple times, as expected. And so now I'm kind of scared because I see a hot Pittsburgh team rolling into town. And I've never felt good about that.
0: Yeah, uh, and and this kind of goes with it. I think that Mike Tomlin's definitely in coach of the year. They're undefeated. Whoever wins this game is going to have a little bit of a leg up um i know yeah, from a yeah. yeah and i think they were both kind of in the same boat for a lot of people uh in terms of preseason the steelers and the titans they were both breakout candidates you were either really hot on them it seemed like you people were hot on them or off them completely um where there was kind of a nice middle ground because like, they're both going to be good teams this year so and yeah, they are
1: tomlin's actually my number two for coach of okay, the year and just to go. round out my top three i have p carroll at number three
0: okay See, I'll be honest with you. I'm not sure. I, ha- I don't really have this game's gonna determine for me my front runner, and I don't really have any. I'll tell you, I don't really have anybody in my three seed right now. Like I've got a bunch of people swirling around. Um, I, I just don't really see. Uh, I don't see anyone that's like thoroughly impressing me. I will tell you that I have my eye on Brian Flores, but. I've been, I've been big on Miami this whole time. I've been kind of riding with them, but I have them. I have Brian Flores, um, John Gruden uh, above these other coaches. These are guys that are probably going to take someone that we didn't really see in the playoffs at all into a contender. Uh, and not maybe not a Super Bowl contender but a, a, someone that could win a playoff game and I think that's big where uh, I have my one seed and two seed right now with Tomlin and Vrabel and I gotta see who wins this game um, but after that, you know, I don't get, I, I think what Pete Carroll's doing is great, but I watch Russ play and I go, I, I see it there with Russ. The Patriots are struggling. Um, a lot. Of the Chiefs right now haven't looked great. I, I You know, the Packers just taken out. could be Zach Taylor towards the end of the year, but I'm really looking at this and I go, I think that your, your best chances for coach of the year out of nowhere could be John Gruden and um, Brian Flores. They, and they round out my my top four. So I really have one and two tied and then kind of, you know, three and four tied.
1: I like the Brian Flores call. I actually need to derail us here for a second. Cause I have a question. Yeah. I saw before we jumped on the podcast that the Miami dolphins announced that Tua will now take over at quarterback after the buy. What do you think?
0: Um, I mean, I, 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 I swear to God, I called this, but uh, it, it, this is, this is, this is what I, what I've been saying. Um, This was the plan. This team is operating on a plan, and they're executing that plan. That's why they look good, because this is what it looks like when you have leadership. Now, if Tua gets in there and he sucks, are they going to pull in Ryan Fitzpatrick? I hope not. I really do. I really, I really hope not. Because Tua needs to get his reps for the rest of this year. That was the plan. Stick it out. Stick it out. And, and let me just say, there are a lot of people online that are going, I can't believe they pull Fitzpatrick when they're pushing for a playoff berth. I, hold on. I've seen a couple people do that on Twitter. I mute you instantly. You instantly get muted. I, 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 a lot of times I'll just block whoever it is. Because it tells me two things right off the bat. Two things. You haven't watched the Miami Dolphins under Brian Flores, so you don't understand this plan. And we really saw this start to come to fruition towards the middle of last year. Um and two, you've never watched Ryan Fitzpatrick in what feels like a fifteen year pro career because this is what Ryan Fitzpatrick does. So it 100%. means you Right. So it means you don't watch Ryan Fitzpatrick and you don't watch the Dolphins. So if you go ahead and have an opinion on this, you're getting blocked. And I recommend everyone block you. If you're if you see someone that's going, can't believe they'd bench Ryan Fitzpatrick. That person will never tell you a single bit of information that you will find helpful in any way now if you're just looking for someone to agree with you sure keep them just lock into them you know call them up see how they're doing uh get friendlier with them because you're just a dunderhead and you got to move past that if you see people spewing that kind of stupid shit close it down move it along
1: no yeah you picked Tua for a reason right, right. and I don't care if the season did start off better than what you expected and this is the long game right so you gotta play the long game. You gotta play your prospect, and I mean, uh, the Tua's got the higher ceiling anyway. So if you're gonna make the playoffs and actually do some damage, I think it would be better to get to uh, get him going now, right?
0: Yeah, it makes no sense to wait. You gotta get him in there. You gotta get him. You, you this uh, this was it. You wait for the buy. You have a winning record. Great. That's all because you're doing the right things on Sunday. But you have the buy. You time to put him in. Time to get the offense a little re-geared. It'll probably look different coming out of the break. Uh, this is an opportunity for fantasy. Check to make sure who's getting the ball. He could have his favorites. Like the offense could change in the off seat, uh, in this bye week. Um, it, I would be prepared for a different-looking Dolphins team this weekend.
1: That's kind of exciting. I've been waiting to get a little uh, Tua action going here. I'm, I'm excited yep. to watch him play. I know he threw what, three passes to end the yep. game last week, yeah. but... I want to see him with a full game I'm excited for that
0: yeah and 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 I um honestly I think that Miami's on the right throw I was I was uh I I should have gone with my instincts more um and and maybe should have made a play for them to make the playoffs I, I tossed it around a little bit but uh this was a team I really liked turning around I love what they say and Brian Flores for me if he can get that team into the playoffs I don't care if he gets that team into the playoffs he's the coach of the year period
1: you've been on miami all year you've been on miami since the off season so i gotta give it to you they look good so far
0: yeah and it's early and my my little broncos are going to make a little little fuss towards the end of this year too um but but that i
1: think we might need to wait till next year for denver but you were in on miami
0: yeah well you know not not to not to get on the road but they did just beat new england so the, the the broncos could could you know Broncos, Browns, they're going to be ending up battle for the color orange. They're going to be battling for that last wildcard spot. Giddy up.
1: I will give you this. I'll give you this because they did beat the Patriots last week, and they got nothing from Drew Locke. Nothing. Drew Locke basically took the day off, and, (laughs) and they still get a W. So that's impressive.
0: Yeah. We'll see. Uh, There's there's still a lot of time, although we're going to come up on the halfway point here, and that's going to be heartbreaking. So let's slide it around now. Let's look at, uh, let's let's take a deeper dive into our list of honest to God Super Bowl contenders because I think that list now has narrowed itself down to a full picture after six weeks. So, do you want to start out and kind of walk through? Where you you're kind of your NFC side. Let's take a look there. What do you so have? I, Who are I broke
1: your top? Oh, okay. And so I'll give you. I'm gonna start with the the lowest tier I have, and then we'll work our way to the high tier. So my my lowest tier here. If I don't consider you a Super Bowl, even you know, if if in my wildest dreams I can't picture you making the Super Bowl, you didn't make my list, right? So I started off with the unlikely Super Bowl teams but still can't cross them off. So okay. unlikely, but possible. In that tier, I have the Buffalo Bills, I have the Los Angeles Rams, mm. and I have the Arizona Cardinals all sitting at 4-2. and two. Again, unlikely, but I can't rule them out at this point.
0: I, I will go to my shed and get a saw out, and I will cut my list. You can cut them off off for me. Off off, of off, 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 You got <clears throat> so I didn't just want to hear that saw noise? Just cut you through, <laughs> just fucking, just all three of them. Uh, you know, after I saw the Rams lose to San Francisco, I started cutting wood. I was like, "You have four wins. You know, what their four wins are they beat the entire AFC uh, NFC East. Their four wins are every team in the NFC East."
1: Yeah, it's Isn't that insane? when you look at it. Yeah.
0: You're, you're, and, you know, it's like a the you know the Cardinals, I don't know. The Cardinals losing to Detroit for me, that was when I got the saw out. And I was like, okay, I got I to gotta cut these I motherfuckers off. last
1: episode you told me you were off the bus. I told you that I had my yeah. luggage in hand, but I'm still on the yeah. bus. After last night, I'm staying on the bus one more stop.
0: That's fine. I'm, they, next, I'm week, staying on a
1: little longer. They
0: play Seattle. You're going to be cutting wood next week. <laughs> You're <already> gonna <laughs> be cutting that fucking. End of, you know how I feel about the bills, baby. I got my little Josh Allen over here. I'm cutting that fuck. I told you you weren't getting me off this fucking hill. They're, oh, Josh Allen had four good games. Yeah, you just fucking wait. That idiot'll show his face and it's just gunning everyone down. Oh God. Yeah, I
1: know it was raining last night, but he looked like shit. <laughs> Look,
0: he started the first drive overthrowing and overthrowing, and then. Everyone on Twitter that's a Josh Allen fan, when he hit John Brown in the mouth with that ball, and John Brown dropped it, and everyone was like, oh, drop pass. I'm like, well, you know, if he hits one of the first two guys... You know, forgive John Brown for even being like, "Oh my God, the ball's near me and catchable." I blew him away, blew him away so much I hit him in the face. So you know, I I get it, and this is a good week for all those John at Josh Allen fans because you're gonna beat up on the old Jets again. You know, beat up on the old Jets, and you're gonna be like, "Look, Josh Allen, have a good game, get the Jets, and Joe fucking Flacco." Yeah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I'm cutting them off all right continue sorry my, my list will start you know pro, I'll probably be in agreement with you after this.
1: okay all right so my next tier is uh, fringe teams. these are the teams that you know I I might not be a big fan of them but I could see them in in a way getting there somehow some way. I have uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks sitting at four and two. Uh, I'm, I wouldn't put them squarely in the contender uh, category just yet but they've, they're they 4-2. They've looked good. Brady looks like he's forming some kind of chemistry with the offense. The defense looks very underrated. I think yes. I, I called that one before the season yes, started. Did. I thought you this defense that. would be yep. good. Um, the other team I have as a fringe possible, and I'm, I'm going to say this up front. I didn't even want to put them down on my list here, but the record, like I can't disrespect the record. Uh, the Bears sitting at 5-1. and one. Now, yep. I have no idea what kind of – the path the Bears would have to take to make the Super Bowl, but I don't know how they're at five and one. So obviously, I'm missing something right now. Yeah, with it's Chicago. that defense. Just defense. That's, it's just that, a because cor- I'm gonna. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I've probably watched 30 minutes total of Bears football this season.
0: It's a good, good, good defense, and it it gets after the quarterback, and then they don't have to do shit offensively.
1: Yeah, because they're not doing shit offensively. So, I, I, I'm confused at the
0: 5-1. Yeah. I, I, I don't think they're total frauds, but I, I'm, I'm kind of like, okay, that's how I felt about Green Bay last year when Green Bay was 5-1. I was like, okay, I know, I know you have that record but i don't know who you got it from and you need to return it or <laughs> right, i'm going right. to call the police <laughs> cuz that when i was making this list, i feel like
1: every week i look up at my red zone or i look up at the tv and i see that the bears are in a close one yeah but when i was looking at the stats and the standings making this tier list i saw them at 5 and 1 and i almost spit my water out yeah. I'm like they're what
0: i know they're slogging around slogging around
1: Ugh. All right. So I'm going to give you my last category here, which I'm guessing you'll have a lot to say about this one, because this is where all the real contenders are. Yeah, I have my contender tier right now is six deep. And okay. this list is going to be fluid. You know, by the time we reach week 16, week 17, this probably only be a two or three team list. But right now I have Casey, Seattle, Tennessee, Baltimore, Green Bay and Pittsburgh all on Super Bowl watch.
0: I agree with that. I agree with that. uh, There's a
1: combined three losses among the six teams that I just read off. So, I mean, you can pick and choose who the favorite is in your eyes. I'm I'm guessing everyone is going to pick and choose their favorite uh, based on a little bit of bias. But those are the six teams that right now, if you told me, hey, the the Super Bowl is going to be Casey and Pittsburgh, or, hey, it's going to be Seattle, Tennessee, or – yep. You know, I am I'm not shocked. I'd be like, Okay, all right, all right, yeah, that sounds about right.
0: Another heavy year for AFC teams. I mean, Kansas City I I'm agreeing with you. With you. Um Kansas City, Tennessee, Pittsburgh, Baltimore. I'm I'm all into all those. Like, uh what's funny is I, I look at I know there's gonna be some people upset, but let's be honest, Buffalo ain't in that fucking list. I don't I don't even I, I don't even consider them. And that's that's mad disrespectful, but I don't fucking no, care.
1: No, the Titans aren't even my favorite. Well, they're my favorite team, but they're not the team that I think is the best on this contender list. Yeah. And they just slapped the shit out of the, the Bills. The shit so, out. no, I'm not putting the Bills in this tier.
0: Indianapolis, you ain't doing shit letting Cincy take a 28-0 lead on you. You're a you, 21 other. I don't fucking care. You just – that does not happen. So
1: No, Indy's not even on my list. Phillip Rivers isn't – no. Just no. Yeah, no I'm not even. I'm not even going to waste my – no.
0: I am not going to entertain – discussions with anyone in the nfc east um and and really out of that new orleans tampa bay hodgepodge like i think tampa bay will round into the better team and they're probably in like three or four weeks they could move into this contider realm but i don't know if new orleans is moving in the right direction and just one quick thing new orleans run differential or point differential here three their point differential is literally three it's like that's nothing. Although, Green Bay's is somehow 23 when they're 4-1. And, and and I'll tell you, actually, now I'm looking at this is insane. Chicago has five wins. Their run differential is fucking 12. 12. They're oh. winning their games by an average of two points. What? How? That's like... Yeah, see, that's why How? I don't
1: want to put them on my friends yeah. list, but 5-1, I felt like I couldn't disrespect I know.
0: them. 5-1, uh, you know... It's just I agree with you. I think that that list is right where it needs to be. Um, I'm not – you know, we ranked our teams last week. I I think I'm moving away from that idea, and I think I I like the idea of the tiers better because really when you watch football, you're like, man, this is just – this is all tough. Like, it's all subjective six weeks in. So until we get to, like, week 12, I really think I'm just going to stick with kind of this tier ranking like you're doing and and just kind of keep it simple because – Things change. I mean, I'll tell you what. No one. It's not really going to change my opinion this weekend in the Steelers and Tennessee Titans play. Um, and 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 I don't think that. I don't think it'll be a blowout by any means. But if one team blows out the other, I'm not going to jump ship. Uh, I think these are two teams that could go back and forth. Um, I'm a little worried about playing a week after Luan, but um, I'm not going to glean too much out of this. Now, if one of them goes on a losing streak, sure, but. Uh, really, how could you knock two teams where you're like, they're going to play again in the playoffs? Like, I, I don't know. I think that tier is pretty tight. and I I, I don't really, I don't think anybody who would want to argue that their team should be higher up has a leg to stand on. Um, the the Rams and Arizona, both of you are fucking just whipping up on the NFC East quietly. That's where you keep getting all your little fucking wins, but you're going to run out of them soon, so you guys are tumble back to earth. So, uh, you know, I, I think that's really it. I think you nailed it.
1: Hey, okay. That's what, I, you know, I, at first I was trying to do the rankings thing, the numbered ranks, yeah. and then I, I just started saying, like, bro, I, I can't decide between Seattle, Tennessee, Pittsburgh. Like, I don't know who's number one.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, exact, exactly. So you're just like, you know, honestly, I'm not going to fight this and try to make some hot takey list. I don't think you have to make a list hot takey. I think you can just say this. Hey, listen, you are the assholes who aren't any fucking good. At this point in the season, this is what I know. You assholes are pretty good. You assholes suck. And then there's a couple of you where I can't quite figure out. But you're moving into one of these two buckets. And that's where teams are starting to shuffle. And then there'll be the thin line right in between where it's like you all guard the playoffs. These good teams don't want to play those real shitty teams. Your job is to beat them to keep them out of the playoffs. And they're like, aye, aye, sir. And they get to sit at the gate. You know, They're the valet. They're like, oh, yeah, I was at that party at the Ritz. And it's like, oh, that's awesome. I, you know, I saw a ton of celebrities there, and you dig into it, and they're like, oh, you, you know, you're the valet. So, yeah, you know, you drove the, oh, I've driven a Maserati. Oh, right, yeah, of course. You know, there's more to this story. You're you're the fucking valet. And that's like the Browns. You're the fucking valet. You you get to see everyone having fun. You get to talk about how cool your job is, but get the car. <laughs>
1: A little brown shot there. I, I like it. not so Fuck them. A, a great segue. You want to close it out with some in or out?
0: Yeah, let's do it. Let's fire through.
1: All right. So I've, I've compiled a list here. And I really, you don't need to go into too much detail, but just give me a little bit on whether you're in or out on, on these topics. Just for your interest level. Maybe yeah. not, you know. All right. So let's start off. You gave me a good segue with the Browns. Let's start off with Baker Mayfield. Are you in or out on Baker Mayfield as a starting quarterback, uh,
0: <laughs> the best way I've heard Baker Mayfield described is when you make him play quarterback, he's not any good at it, <laughs> and that's it. He's just not. He's not the guy. He's a good in commercials. Out.
1: Out. Okay, let's stay in the division. Joe Burrow in or out? Uh,
0: baby on Burrow. Um, I am. I am in on Joe Burrow. I want. I want to ask you this. Okay. L- Luckily, there there are so many horrible, horrible football teams, and the Bengals have a tie, which is going to keep them from from really, really competing with anyone else. But you know, let's say they got the first first overall pick, they would take Lawrence and trade Burrow. So just you like think so? oh, in a heartbeat, I think everyone needs to understand what a what a big time talent Lawrence is. To where you drafted Burrow, and you're like, that's our future. But it's like a and then here comes Superman, and you're like, ah, I think I gotta draft Superman. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, like Iron Man's good. I don't want to put it past Iron Man, but I think I want Superman. Like, I <laughs> feel like that's how you kind of feel. Um, and it's not a knock, it's just like yikes. I am in on Joe Burrow being a Joe Burrow might take a little bit more time to develop because he's smarter than he is athletic. So, uh Finding an offense that works for him. I don't know if he can do it with Cincinnati. I actually think Joe Burrow could end up in like a Tannehill situation. But um, where he goes somewhere else and everyone's like, oh, this guy's actually like really – that's right. We really like this prospect. It's just a bad organization ruined him for a little bit. So uh, I'm in on Joe Burrow.
1: In on Joe Burrow. Okay, I'm also in on Joe Burrow. I think that that point you make is interesting about if they were to end up with the number one overall pick – Would they just move off a borough real quick? I would. I kind of hope it happens, just because I want to see what decision they make right there.
0: I mean, let's say the Titans get the first overall pick. You guys, let's say you uh, just let's go full hypothetical. Somehow, you guys made a trade with the Jets and you have their first overall pick, and you win the Super Bowl. You are dumping Ryan Tannehill for Trevor Lawrence. Like, we're we're right. Yeah. Right.
1: (laughs) I think. Just like... like, As a fan, if that were to happen, the Titans win a Super Bowl, trade for the number one pick, and now are in the driver's seat, I'd be down for some Trevor Lawrence. Right. You're like, I got my Super Bowl.
0: I got my Super Bowl. Let's make this thing like an eternity. (laughs) You know? um, Because if he's really good, if he's really good, and he looks really fucking good, we've never seen a prospect look this good in college football for this long. How... Like, Trevor
1: Lawrence is the rare prospect where he came into college fire, yeah. and he's about to leave just as fire. Like, More... He's been there every single year.
0: So I'm big on Burrow.
1: Okay, let's move on. I mean, I, mean, uh...
0: I, I like Burrow, but just, you know, th- there is some caveat with how good Lawrence is going to be.
1: Okay. So in or out, the chances of the 2020 MVP – being a running back. And I only asked this question because after Derrick Henry's monster performance, I saw chatter online. It wasn't coming from me, but I saw chatter online of, should we be talking about Derrick Henry MVP chances?
0: Um, So, we go preseason, and I said if anyone really wanted to zag on the MVP discussion, I believe I made a strong case for it being a running back if you were looking for a dark horse
1: you did say that I do remember
0: so um, I believe he could here's your problem Ryan Tannehill is too good for that your team, <laughs> yeah. your team's too split um, when you look at MVPs they're normally one historic great you don't have this dual head they're just going to eat too much of each other. Because so you're going to go, well, Derek Henry, oh, Ryan Tannehill, oh, Derrick Henry. Oh. You know, Derrick Henry really came into his own when he got Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill, you know, they're just, they're two peas in a pot. Should they be in discussion? Yes. Um, but it's like Michael Thomas being in discussion. Unfortunately, you would need Ryan Tannehill to get hurt and then Derrick Henry to drag your guy's husk of a body Across the finish line into the playoffs. Uh, but you have the running back to do it. He has the talent and he's gotten the numbers. Is it crazy? No. Wasn't crazy when I thought about it in the beginning of the year. Less crazy now.
1: All right. Yeah, I pretty much agree with that. I. I like Derrick Henry, but it doesn't help when after Derrick Henry's monster game, he comes out and says, hey, can we give Brian Tannehill some MVP love? Yes. <laughs> like, that doesn't help his case at all. And, but and, I thought it was an interesting question.
0: And they both should be in consideration, but it is most valuable player, unfortunately. And and that's why the the, the title should go to someone like Vrabel, Coach of the Year, but understand that it's the most valuable player. You don't have two where you go, well, 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 well. You know, you're not like Lamar Jackson and Mark Ingram. It's just, you know, so that's the unfortunate part. The fortunate part for you is they both would be in the discussion single-handedly because of their stats and their contributions on the field, and you have both of them on your team.
1: Which is lovely. Moving on. The NFC East, are you in or out on them just in general for your viewing pleasure? are you in or out? Because I know a lot of people like watching the dumpster fire. You know, there's always uh, traffic on the other side of the highway. Cause everyone yes. wants to see the accident. Yes. So are you in on watching this train wreck or are you out? Are you just fading the whole division? You don't even want to watch a game that's going on over there.
0: Uh, Seventy 30. I'll give you my answer real quick. Yeah, quickly. go for it. I'm
1: out on the NFC. Okay, okay. I don't give a damn what's going on in that division. Like, they, <laughs> right now, I think the division leader has two wins. Like, I, yeah. I really could not give one single damn about the outcomes of any of those four teams.
0: I don't want the... Like I said, the, these should just keep rotating these through 5 o'clock on Monday. Um, I, The Giants, no. Washington, no. Philadelphia, yes. Dallas, no. uh, Philly... I believe will win that division and they're just going to be the scrappy weird team all year. Dallas's defense is, if you like, if your team's playing Dallas, it's going to be the most fun you've ever had. They are going to make, they make every single offense look like you're like, this is what it's like to play Madden. So (laughs) it's fun to watch against Dallas. uh, And I think Philly will have some watchability towards the end of the year, but overall if I had to go yay or nay the whole thing, nay.
1: Okay. So you're really in on Philly out on the other three. Yep. Okay. I got two more here uh tampa bay are you in or out on the bucks so far this season after six games they're four and two Uh, the offenses look inconsistent the defense looks like it's rounding into form
0: uh i'm as in as i've been which is you know i think they're i i think that they're a easy playoff team and a second week loser
1: Okay, so you got to making the playoffs but not making a very deep run. Yep. All right, last one here. Let's round it out with the NFC West. Specifically, are you in or out on them having 3 representatives in the playoffs, uh but really just want to know if you're in or out on the the general competition in this division.
0: So, unfortunately, they will probably get 3 due to default cuz the East is not going to participate and the uh, the bottom half of the north has also declined to partake in the season. Uh, but the Green Bay or Chicago, both of them are going. Tampa and New Orleans, both of them are going so the West at most will carry one in. Uh, and, and I do not be surprised if the West does not make does, does not have more than one. Um, I don't think the Rams or Arizona are very good. If I recall correctly, didn't Carolina beat Arizona? uh did they or they play arizona who yeah they beat arizona so they will have the tiebreaker over them uh do they they when will they play the rams or do they not play the rams they don't play the rams darn it that would have made this really easy um but i don't think that they have I, i don't think the division has it the rams have four wins all against the four nfc east teams uh they just got beat up on san francisco and san francisco is not a good team so That division's going to do some consuming of itself here. Uh, I think at most they get two in. At most, and I'll tell you what, right now, if I had to pick, I'd say only one gets in.
1: Only one, okay. I'm not mad at it. I think I I may think a little bit more highly of the NFC West outside of Seattle than you do. Uh, But I, I could see two teams making it in.
0: Yeah, I, I mean
1: Seattle's getting in regardless I, I yes. don't care what happens Russ will be in the playoffs so it's, I guess it's a matter of if you think Arizona Los Angeles or San Fran is going to be good enough Just a, I think one of those teams could make
0: it yeah so let's walk through real quick let's walk through who the Rams play over the next four weeks okay so next week they play Monday night and they play Chicago then they're going to play the Dolphins okay you need to go one and one there make yourself five and three Right, but I think one and one's about what they'll manage. I don't know if they win both of those. So then you go after your buy, okay, and the pain begins. Now you play Seattle and Tampa Bay back to back. You again play San Francisco. At most, you can push the season with them. They're already one and zero. You get Arizona, then you get New England, and you get a nice fluffy New York Jets. Then you're going to end with Seattle and Arizona. Arizona and the Rams, one of them is going to consume the other one. The other one's not getting in just off their records playing each other. The problem is these teams have four and two records, and they've already played all the easy teams. They're left with playing each other, which cannibalizes themselves out of the race. Um, The uh, Arizona Cardinals just beat up on Dallas, but they're going to get Seattle next, and then Miami, Buffalo, Seattle, New England, then the Rams. It's just tough. Uh, that division's gonna spend a lot of time beating itself up.
1: Right. I I don't have anything to add to that, but I wanna see what these matchups for Seattle and Arizona look like. Yeah. I think those are gonna those matchups are gonna tell me if Arizona is worth paying attention to for the rest of the season. Um so I'm excited to see that. And they I think Kyler Murray might be able to do some things against that Seahawks defense. I think it, that might get interesting.
0: The mayor of Munchkin Land. Um <laughs> that's what that fucking guy is. Uh, just, uh, the lollipop. He's so small, but he's he's so good. so fucking small. He really struggles. Look, Dallas makes everyone look good. Everyone look good. Everyone look good. They made the Giants look fucking good. The Giants just turned around and put up barely 20 on the poo-poo Redskins. Like... The, the, the Giants put up like forty on Dallas. Like it's it's a bad defense, and Andy Dalton is terrible. I don't know why everyone. I, there was this thing where they're like, "Oh, Andy Dalton, Dak Prescott's the same guy." I'm like, based on what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: I thought that was funny. I thought, I thought all the talk. You know, I, like I said before, I, I don't invest too much of my time on the NFC East. But listening to all the talking heads on TV saying, oh, well, with Dalton, they'll, they'll be fine. I they'll know, just hand yeah. it to Zeke a couple more times. He'll work off the play action. And yeah. It'll be just like Dax out there. Like, yeah, oh, oh, all right. Here goes that. I watched Dalton and Cincy. Yeah, here goes
0: that. I couldn't get the tweet out fast enough when Andy Dalton drove down at the end of that game. And I literally am typing, here comes that Andy Dalton pick. And he threw it before I could even fucking get it out. They hurried to the line, snapped it, and I was I literally I was like, You son of a bitch. You fucking got that thing out quicker and I, I realized I was like, Oh, here comes and Buddha Baker steps right in front of him. All right. I think that wraps us up. Any parting thoughts?
1: No, that that Titans-Pittsburgh game, man. I'm going to be waiting all week for that one. I might not even sleep Saturday night. That's going to be a big one.
0: That's a big game. The Ravens don't play this week, so I'm going to be glued to that game. That is a phenomenal game. Everyone should tune into that. Uh, How is was that
1: game not primetime?
0: Because people are, because the NFL just fucking hates us, man. Like I was saying, the NFL just fucking hates us sometimes. I don't know. They need to be able to flex that shit. They have sure, no flex problem. That in
1: Sunday night, like what's going Why on? Why we
0: not flexing shit when there's no fans in the stands? It's fucking beside me. But you know, whatever. I leave that to dumb people, I guess. Um, yeah, leave that to dumb fucking people. But. All right, you can find me Pick and Play thirty-seven on Twitter. You can find Leo at Pick and Scroll. Uh, please remember, rate, subscribe, review, hit us up, ask us questions. Uh, we're winning money across the board. Hit us up. We'll help with fantasy. We'll help where we can. A cerebral approach to your Sundays. So, take care. Be safe.